Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me, dear, are you lonesome tonight? Are you lonesome tonight? Sung by Elvis Presley. Hi, this is Tandin, and welcome back to another episode of the Radio of Resistance, where we, no matter what happens, believe that there will always be something left to love in this world. Unfortunately, or really fortunately, there are no heavy books nor depressive poems to discuss this week. I was just sitting there brainstorming for a perfect episode this week, and the song was still on. So there you have it, a not so pretty decision on how I will discuss Elvis Presley's Are You Lonesome Tonight for today's podcast episode. You know, I came across Elvis Presley's Are You Lonesome Tonight once, when I was struck by the beauty of the moon and took a step down the abyss too quickly. This was beautiful. And only by lying underneath it, I can truly see how sad and lonely the moon was beneath all her beauty. I swore to myself, I would never do it again. But listen to Elvis, are you lonesome tonight? That I still do. Not religiously, but when the sun comes on randomly on a moonlit night on my playlist, I let it bring me back to the same abyss. Do the chairs in your parlor seem empty and bare? Do you gaze at your doorstep? and picture me there. Are you lonesome tonight? Sung by Elvis Presley. I had fallen in love once when I heard Elvis, Are you lonesome tonight? And the time I had fallen out of that love, I had cried listening to Elvis, Are you lonesome tonight? To this day, everything has changed. I moved out of the old apartment So the chairs in the parlor are no longer there. The doorstep had been vented a new shade of white. The light bulb in front of the doorstep had been broken far too many times and I had just refused to change it. The new apartment has a night balcony where I can place a night couple of chairs there. A set up coffee table perhaps, but I don't. I guess all I ever did was just that, running away from the moonlit abyss, running away from the empty and bare chairs in the apartment's parlor, running away from the familiar shadow under the light bulb at the doorstep. And I must say, I have never been quite successful with it. Honey, you lie when you say you love me, and I had no cause to doubt you. But I'd rather go on hearing your lies and go on living without you. Are you lonesome tonight? Sung by Elvis Presley. I remember the time when I read Gabriel Garza Marquez of Love and Other Demons. There is so much to talk about it that I believe I must devote the whole episode to discuss the novel. But here, within the frame of this episode, I'll just discuss how love could not serve anything. The next part may contain spoiler of the novel, so if you don't want to hear it, you may fast forward to the part where I return to the moonlit abyss. So, 
of love and other demons. How is it relevant here when I use the quotes above from Are You Lonesome Tonight? It is because when I reached the ending of the novel, when a little girl, who believed that the young priest who had confessed his love for her would try his best to save her from the torture of the church, can finally be saved by love. But as with all of Gabriel Garcia Marquez's novels, and as with all that happens in life, the secret passage leading to the girl's room was blocked by the wall. The girl was thus taken away and killed by the church's horrendous exorcism, leaving the young priest on the other side of the wall, scratching at the wall, hoping that by sheer will, somehow, he can take the wall down. I always think it's strange how we always know that love can never save anything, how by instinct we know that words of love spoken to us are almost all futilized, and yet we all choose to go on believing in it, living on it, building a house with it as a foundation, because I'd rather go on hearing your lies than go on living without you. Once when I was still a young student, I made an intelligent mistake by taking a Psychology 101 class, which I believe I had mentioned once before in one of the episodes. Holding an all-nighter reading the chapters for the classes, I still remember the part where they had said that being single brought about as much happiness as being married. I have very little knowledge on how to conduct the experiment nor how to come up with the result. After all, I am far from the perfect student. You can see it in a way I never take another psychology class during my university years. But all things aside, if there is one thing I know for certain, from the many lives I see passing by and the many lives staying, is that human is an extremely lonely creature. So, like what they are saying in the song, I don't like to sleep alone. It's sad to think some folks do. Once when my mom and my sister had to come back to Vietnam before me, and I had to stay alone in the two-bedroom apartment filled with the memories of human connections, it's obvious to say that I'd rather stay there. I hung around a nearby mall from the opening hour to the closing hour, and then I went to the nearby coffee shop, where at that time, the owner opened 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and I would stay there, waiting for the warm coffee to turn cold, watching people come and leave, until my eyes tired out. Then I would cross the park and sit on the cold bench, watching the waning moon on a dawning sky. During that period, I didn't sleep much. I just let life tries me out, like normal people my age do when they get lonely. Because even if I get sad, even if I get hurt, or even if the empty and bare chairs in my apartment keep reminding me of the jump down the moonlit abyss, 
there's no one there to stop me, either from myself or from the memories that were threatening to pull me down the abyss again. So, I don't know if being single would really bring about as much happiness as being married. Judging from the marriages I know, which is not that many, I would say that it does make some sense. But the part of me who still lied out at the abyss, looking up at the sad and desolate moon, seeing all her beauty and sadness, still think of happiness in marriage. A compromise of some sort. Not a kind of compromise where one needs to go on hearing lies because one doesn't want to go on living without the other. Not a kind of compromise where one is dying on the exorcist bed while one is scratching forever at a wall, hoping love can save something, anything from the cruelty of itself and of other demons. No, I'm talking about a compromise where even if love was lost, I hold on to the agony, watching you leave, and wishing that you can find someone else who can love you as much as I did love you. Or a kind of compromise where you can just leave because I am a madman in the garden of love and a drunkard on the doorside. A madman is in no sadness and a drunkard can hardly remember anything. Or the kind of compromise where now that stage is bare and I'm standing there with emptiness all around. And if you won't come back to me, then make them bring the curtain down. Are you lonesome tonight? Sung by Elvis Presley. And just so you know, I'm still under the abyss waiting. I never tell anyone to bring the curtain down. Not that I believe that a you in Elvis song will come back. That is far too optimistic, even for someone like me. I'm just enjoying the abyss. Or as my therapist put it, I am afraid that once I bring the curtain down, once I climb back on, I fear that I will have to jump again. It seems to me you're running away, he says to me, under a thick layer of mask. And since our time is up, I can't tell him that we are all running away, be it me or him or anyone else. We are all running away in our own way. We know that we'll have to bring the current out. We know that we'll have to climb up the abyss. But just for a little while, as we are tired out, and while the blue is so blue, and the green is so green, while the moon is still sad and desolate on the starry sky, let we run away. Let we lie here. Let we take a break from being strongest, being the never brokenness, being the willfulness, the undestroyableness. Let the moon take us in her bosom. Let us be weak. Once I read Alice Munro's Runaway, 
and the most impressive sentence that still remains within me was how the poet's widow was sorry for mistaking the female protagonist's happiness for her freedom. And coincidentally, recently, when I listened to Ellen Beige, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, there is the line, I chose freedom. And so, it seems, freedom and happiness are not so closely correlated as they imagine. So if you are still trapped inside that empty and bare apartment, waiting, longing, if you are still standing on the bare stage and getting ready to tell them to bring the curtain down, do remember, you have the choice. Like how the father in Up Love and Other Demons said, though it might be true that love can save everything, it's best if you don't believe in it. It's all in your hands. You can choose to go on hearing the lies, and you can also choose to walk away. You can choose freedom as much as you can choose happiness. You can choose to believe in the power of love as much as not to believe in it. And though it might be true that humans are the most loathsome creatures on this earth, we also have a powerful imagination to combat against it. As children, we fight against an eye with tales from far, far away countries, princesses, and princes. As adults, we fight against loneliness with the moonlit sky. But one person wants as Chauvin is blasting in our apartment, a one night only performance of Cher song. It seems to me you're running away, my therapist says. No, I say to him, you know what else I call it? I call it doing everything to survive. So bring out the dancers in you, bring out the singers in you, bring out everything in you. Because as a human race, we have survived the first world war. We have survived the second world war even. And though there is still a war for equality happening outside our windows at the very moment, there is nothing to say that we won't survive this too. Thank you for making it to this point of the podcast. As you might or might not have known, I'm doing poems and overreading session on my Patreon account, which is linked in the description of the podcast. Your donation, no matter how small, will contribute greatly to the maintenance and the continuation of this podcast series. With as much as $3, you can get access to my monthly poems reading session. And with as much as $9, you can get access to my weekly novel reading session and monthly live stream where I talk about my life and work. So please get to my Patreon account and become a patron today to get access to Patreon-only content. And to any fighter who has made it to the end of today's podcast, thank you for your continuation support. This is Tandin. And you are listening to the Radio of Resistance.